Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode tonight. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk to you guys about. But one thing I wanted to focus on right off the bat is Jesus said that uh, he would come back. And what were the signs of his return? And one of them was it would be like the days of Noah. And I hear a lot of people saying about in the days of Noah, there was peace and prosperity and people were marrying and giving in marriage and all this other stuff. Well, there was other things going on during the days of Noah that uh, might definitely kind of pinpoint to what's going on right now. And I wanted to read to you guys out of Genesis chapter 6. And I want to, I'm just going to go ahead and start with the first one. The way I give you guys all the context. Okay. So now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all of whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with men forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Chapter uh, 6, verse 5 says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So folks, you can read all about that account in Genesis chapter 6. So the point I'm trying to make here is the days of Noah, if you notice, it says every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. If we look around the world today, guys, I don't have to be uh, the first one to tell you that evil is rampant in this world from governments to um, leaders to city governments to the World Economic Forum to uh, George Soros to the White House to the UK to New Zealand to Australia to Canada and everywhere in between in Russia and Ukraine every place is evil continually there are people inventing new ways to be evil and the Bible speaks of that too I got to speak to a wonderful man today and his name was Eli and I really really enjoyed our conversation folks if you are Christians and you're out there let me tell you something when you call into places and you're speaking with representatives, remember that you are Christians first. And I know it can get frustrating. And believe me, I'm kind of like J.D. Farag when I call in, representative. You know how we all have that. I want to talk to And by the time you get to talk to somebody, you're frustrated and you're upset. Uh, that didn't happen to me today. But I'm just saying that happens. And I've been totally guilty 
of that myself and so i just wanted to put that out there like hey it's i have done this as well but anyway today i spoke with a very great uh very great customer service tech rep and he was uh awesome and i'm not going to give any names or or of, of who i called and why i called because i could give him away but anyway he is not a believer so folks i want you guys to pray for him his name is eli and uh all us believers out here we need to pray for his salvation um you know i gave him the gospel um over the phone which is wonderful what a privilege that that is that we can do things like that right but my thing is we need to pray for the salvation of people people see things and they know that something is going on they know there's something happening in the world today and that's why i like to take news articles news headlines and point you guys back to the bible back to bible prophecy because that is such a huge uh, influence on people especially if they they don't know christ and they weren't raised in the church and they don't understand and they're like oh i've heard of this jesus he was just another man but they don't have a foundation like you and i or some other people do right they could be completely never heard of never not raised raised in a completely th- atheist home but they see the things going on in the world today and they're asking questions and they want answers the bible tells us that we should always be ready in season and out of season to give our testimony to give a reason and that's why it's so important to be in the word of god every day and i am totally guilty and i'm going to tell y'all guys the truth this week i was not in my bible and uh, i decided that's why i decided tonight i'm going to open up with a verse uh from uh genesis because you know things are important and we should i mean we've got to rely on god for anything and everything for health issues for everything we must always always um ask for his wisdom and his help because he will help us he'll never leave us nor forsake us and so what a blessing that that is and so let's jump into some headlines while i can tonight okay uh so jonathan brittner's talking about don't mess with the book of revelation that's another good one and we have a worldwide wickedness and um so that guys is on harbinger's daily and I kind of wanted to talk about that because that's talking about um, the signs of the end times, right? So it's worldwide wickedness against children, a prophetic signal with historic precedent of impending judgment. And that is on harbingersdaily.com. Harbingersdaily.com. The article is written by Terry James. You guys know I really do like Terry James. He's got a lot of great books out there. And what else do we have going on today? If I can get over here to it. Uh, so another thing, um, talking about the world's largest cricket factory to open on Canada-U.S. border, peddling globalist protein of the future on American food markets, which is the crickets. Uh, you know, guys, they're talking about this, and it's all in the news, and it's all over the place, and you guys are probably like, yeah, whatever was really coming down to it. Uh, the Pope has ordered all the money back to uh, the Vatican Bank there in Rome. Um, by september the 30th and um that just kind of tells me that something huge is about to happen uh the feds are having a meeting on september the 20th and so who really knows um what they've got planned but i'm telling you it's not going to be good it's not going to be good now's not the time to be going buy new houses and new cars and all kinds of stuff like that um things are about to get very very expensive um i look over at the lines um people are over there in line trying to get food 
um, in Cuba and uh, there's people lined up in Poland to get coal and things are going to get really bad and we have these elitists telling us well it's going to get it's going to get bad it's going to get bad before it gets good well folks it doesn't really hurt them does it no because they're millionaires and billionaires and this doesn't really affect them but it affects you and I uh people who you know some of us live paycheck to paycheck you know and um so things are gonna get really bad and uh that kind of reminds me of you know i look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse if you guys haven't checked out my fiction series i do have one it's called aliens demons or angels and uh, i've been working on that for a while i have two books um on amazon and uh, i'm working on the third which is called the four horsemen of the apocalypse which is uh it's kind of exciting to write but uh, i do have the one book out there that if if you know somebody who's lost um that's not saved yet or if you're not saved um it's titled after the rapture what comes next it's like 65 pages i think it's strictly uh bible from the bible explaining to you guys what's going to happen during uh the tribulation and so after the rapture so um, if you guys haven't grabbed a hold of that i think i literally have that thing priced at three dollars and 99 cents it's about as low as i can price that um so for me it's not about um it's not about anything else but just getting the word of god out there and just um you know telling people hey this is coming and this is what's going to happen um so another thing uh the slippery slope that's another one harbingers of total tyranny that's by jan markell you guys can check these articles out at harbingersdaily.com harbingersdaily.com so just a few things that i wanted to talk about tonight um i've been having a really rough reek reek week <laughs> so i'm gonna try to try to get this stuff up there so that you guys have an idea of what's going on so um let me jump on over here to worldwide wickedness so this is how kind of what i wanted to talk to you guys about so uh, this is by terry james and so he says now there are differing opinions on what other signals might be next in line beneath israel so we have israel is like the time clock right that's the time clock um and then of course you know jerusalem is like the second hand you can kind of uh, gauge uh, the times that we're in by that but he goes here are some of the signals he goes I think we will be seeing next so um, this is by Terry James increase in wars and rumors of wars and so I guess you guys know that um, Taiwan told China if you guys come into our airspace again we're going to shoot down your drones and so what did China do they sent their drones across the line again well Taiwan shot two uh shot two warning shots at that drone of course china did not bring them back and so uh we're very 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 close to probably world war three and um if you guys are not prepared i suggest that you get prepared and when i say prepared because there's not really much you can do for world war three but i do mean prepared for where you may be going after this earth so uh so we have nations in alignment as given in god's word uh, which is the gog magog nations which is russia iran and turkey they're already doing stuff we have developments in the geopolitical world such as the 10 kings developments found in daniel luke and other places the eu as a reviving roman empire in daniel's interpretation of nebuchadnezzar's dream image in the 10 toes of iron mixed with miry clay religious apostasy with the ecumenical movements and apostate pope and strange winds of doctrines that continue to assault true christianity some are prone to count as signs some geophysical events such as storms and other strange weather events and earthquake activity he goes i don't discount those but don't see them as major signs at this point now um i do kind of see that because of the manipulation of the weather if you guys haven't gone um to um 
Oh my goodness, uh, geoengineeringwatch.org, I do believe that is. I will double check that, so don't quote me on that right now. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, uh, so it says, um, so the increase in Antichrist spirit evil with regard to occultic activities such as directing humanity towards Mother Earth worship, climate change, madness, and conjuring through demonic rituals, etc., as the cultures and societies of the world descend toward the abyss. Now, I'd like to point out you look over at the gothard tunnel that opening of that thing over there i told you guys was totally demonic and then of course you have the the literally the woman riding the beast at the this bull at the opening of the commonwealth games folks it's you can see where it's going right so he goes and along this line the antichrist spirit and all wickedness attend attendant to it in fact i've concluded i've about concluded this might be the number two signal right beneath israel this, of course, article is by Terry James. Within the satanic sin infection of most of all humanity at this late hour of the age, I believe we can spotlight the manifestation of a particular evil. The specific evil that jumps out from the slide under God's microscope, the Holy Bible, can be discerned, I believe, through reports like the following. So this is 11 people have appeared in court accused of taking part in a child sex ring, which also allegedly involved witchcraft, serious violence, and neglect. The sex ring mainly centers around two young girls and a boy between 2010 and 2020, all in Glasgow, uh, a court heard, or Glasgow, yeah. According to prosecutors, the 11 suspects are said to have got the boy and the older girl to take part in seances and use a Ouija board to call in spirits and demons as part of the sex ring. They also allegedly got the children involved in witchcraft, leading them to believe that they themselves had metamorphosed into animals. The group of seven men and four women are also believed to have worn cloaks and devil horns as well as, well as making the young boy stab a, just going to say to death, um, it also claimed the children were forced to take part in satanic seances and made to kill animals, including dogs, as part of the ring that is thought to have spanned across a decade. The accusations claim that the three young children were raped at different times, while some of the group did clap, cheer, and verbally encourage and film a 10-year-old girl being sexually assaulted. Makes me sick, guys. It totally makes me sick to read that kind of stuff. Anyway, the article continues. As history will attest, most every civilization has been on earth that has perpetrated the worst kind of perverseness and wickedness against children in its final throes of its existence. Even in the case of Israel, we know they made their little ones to pass through the white-hot hands of the idol Moloch. The, the Greek and Roman empires each had the gossip forms of pedophilia, the, I'm sorry, the grossest forms of pedophilia, even within the top levels of government in days leading up to their demise. Today, the murder of millions of babies in their mother's wombs makes our time like those days when the idol god Moloch was used to burn children alive. I don't know if you guys have ever witnessed what a uh, abortion does. If you ever watch that, they send in this saline solution that literally burns the babies. It's terribly horrific and i'm not going into detail because it's very disturbing anyway the article continues all of the other things mentioned above the signals we have discussed in this forum over the years now seem to have at this advanced date of the age coalesced the luciferical spawn uh, the luciferically spawned wickedness has brought the world to the point of totally depraved against children uh, like in the days of noah the minds of men are almost always on evil continually there seems nothing left to be done by heaven's governance than to institute judge judgment judgment and wrath. Now, folks, I had not read this article all the way through, and, and I just now read this like in the days of Noah, and I opened up this episode with like the days of Noah. 
that's confirmation from the Lord is the way I look at that. Anyway, so he goes on to say, so I believe a case can be made that this worldwide movement to inflict Satan's murderous intention upon the most helpless among humankind, the children, constitutes the second greatest signal of how near is the tribulation and God's wrath. He goes on to say, um, that means the rapture of the church is even nearer than the seven years of hell on earth. Here is how to escape the judgment and wrath that is coming perhaps very soon. This article is by Terry James, and he ends it with Romans 10, verses 9 through 10 of the King James Version. Folks, if you're not saved, please listen closely. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with thy for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Folks, if you haven't made that confession to Christ and ask him to be your savior and ask him to forgive you of your sins, time is running out. Time is running out, and you better do it now. So, let's move on. Another one that I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, this is from Don't Mess With the Book of Revelation. This is posted August 31st, 2022. JonathanBrittner.com. com. The article is written by Jonathan Brittner. What? Amazing. No, okay. So he goes, the last book in the Bible begins with these words, the revelation of Jesus Christ. From beginning to end, the prophetic account magnifies the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about his glory, sovereignty, and power. Revelation is all the more relevant as we watch many of his prophecies come into sharper focus. Conditions are set for the four horsemen of the apocalypse to begin their trek across the world. It's just a matter of time. Folks, if you guys listen to John Howler, you should go check him out. John Howler. I always calling him Holler until I heard him say his name. He calls himself John Howler. I was like, oh, it's John Howler. <laughs> H-A-L-L-E-R. Uh, you guys can check that out at uh, Fellowship Bible Chapel. Fellowship Bible Chapel. They do have an app, by the way. I don't agree with everything he's, he teaches. Um, but he does have a really good grasp on current events and how they relate to the Bible. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. He's an attorney. He's a great guy. So anyway, back uh, to the article here. It says, unfortunately, the numbers of those disputing the message of the book of Revelation continues to grow, even in churches that claim to be to believe in the inerrancy and inspiration of scriptures. Those willing to mess with this message seemingly increase by the day many appear content to ignore the fact that no other book comes with both a promised blessing for those who read it as well as a severe warning for those who mess with it by adding to or subtracting from its words that is revelation 22 18 through 19 uh the blessing jesus exaltation is also our victory revelation magnifies christ from the beginning to end here's a sampling of how it glorifies the lamb upon the throne Jesus as the head of the church. Chapters 1 through 3 display Jesus as the head over the church. These chapters show the Lord in charge of his people just as Paul describes in Ephesians 1, 22 to 23. Revelation 3, 10 through 11a contains a promise of the rapture through which Jesus will take us out of the world before the wrath of the day of the Lord descends upon those that dwell on the earth. Chapters 4 and 5 exalt the Lamb as the only one worthy to open the seals binding the title deed to this world. The ensuing sealed judgments begin the process of the king, uh, I'm sorry, of the coming king resting with, uh, yeah, resting the kingdoms of this world out of Satan's grip. I think that's about me say wrestling. Anyway, it goes on to talk about 
the book of Revelation. If you guys want to know more about how that, can, I'm telling you, my book is out there. It's um, After the Rapture, What Comes Next. Uh, but anyway, so he goes on to say, like, um, this is Revelation 22, 18 to 19. And I want a lot of these um, apostate preachers, and they call themselves pastors, and uh, a lot of these people out there, I want you guys to listen very, very closely um, because this is, a, this is a warning from Jesus Christ himself. This is Revelation 22, 18 to 19. And it says, I warn everyone who hears the word, words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. So I'm just telling you guys. You need to watch it, watch it, watch it. Um, so anyway, go go check out that article. JonathanBrittner.com. JonathanBrittner.com. He's always got a lot of good stuff. Okay, so let's jump into this last one here. World's largest cr- cricket factory to open on the Canada-U.S. border peddling globalist protein of the future on American food markets. Um, guys, if you haven't noticed how many food distribution centers, food manufacturing plants, all kinds of stuff has literally blown up, burned down. Uh, we have refineries catching on fire in the United States. Of course, you have Russia that has shut off their fuel to Europe, to the UK, but they're burning all their excess, you know, fuel. And so, guys, it's gonna get it's gonna get terrible. I'm afraid. But we're gonna go on to this article here. This article is by Brianna Clausen, HarbingersDaily.com, HarbingersDaily.com. And she goes on to say, over the last few years, globalists and like-minded governments and activists have insisted that in order to combat impending climate disaster, among other things, society must begin to transition away from meat and toward protein alternatives. The World Economic Forum has been a major sponsor of this movement, publishing numerous articles urgently calling for mankind to exchange their normal proteins with insects. According to the WEF, we've been conditioned to think of animals and plants as our primary sources of protein. In their most recent article, Five Reasons Why Eating Insects Could Reduce Climate Change, which is a part of the WEF's 2020 Davos Agenda, the group urged argues that the world is running out of protein to keep up with the increase in population. By 2050, the Earth will have nearly 10 billion people. The demand for protein will exceed our ability to procure it, they claim. For our long-term survival, we're going to need to increase our food output and decrease our carbon emissions at the same time. The answer requires real innovation about food production and what we think about food, unquote. Uh, the solution, they insist, is not only to move away from supposedly climate-damaging livestock, but also plants as a food source because they require land and machinery use, water use, manufacturing, processing, and transportation, among other matters, all during which carbon is admitted Ontario to be home to the world's largest cricket factory. Once again, Canada's current regime has sought to become the darling of the global elite by positioning itself as a leader in this radical progressive policy. With millions of dollars in Canadian taxpayer funds, this fall, London, Ontario, which is situated less than 100 miles from the United States border, will become home to the largest cricket production facility in the world, supplying both Canadian and U.S. food markets. The 12 acre folks that's pretty big the 12 acre aspire food group facility which has been praised by unicef will reportedly house 4 billion crickets and farm 13 million kilograms of the insects 
per year. According to the London Free Press, the co-founder of Aspire, Mohammed Ashour, thanked Canadian taxpayers for their investment during a press event and reassured them that he takes seriously the responsibility of being a careful steward of public money. However, many Canadians are not on board with the idea of drastically changing their diet for the sake of countering so-called climate change. According to a recent poll, a majority of Canadians said that they are more concerned about inflation than they are about impending climate doom. Guys, I'm going to throw this in here. They have been manipulating our weather. And I think they're doing it on purpose to get people to think that, oh no, climate change is real. Um, I mean, they may be really, um, you know, confounding our weather. They're really probably um, doing that. But it's not going to be anything like when God's uh, judgment, his wrath comes upon this world. That's when you're going to see real climate change. We're going to move on. Uh, a rebel news petition, I Won't Eat Bugs, is calling for the government to stop bombarding Canadians with propaganda attempting to normalize bug eating. The World Economic Forum has been at the forefront of promoting the consumption of insects for years now. Advocating that eating bugs is the way of the future. It's sustainable. It will help fight climate change. It will improve human health. The petition reads, the push to encourage people to eat bugs is expanding on a global scale. This must be stopped. I wonder if they're eating bugs. I'm just curious if, you know, Yuval Noah Harari is having a cricket for lunch today. No, you know, anyway. Uh, additionally, insects may have parasites making them dangerous to eat. But of course, our global elites don't want you to know that. And they don't care because they won't be eating them in the petition uh, text notes. In May of 2021, the Canadian federal government claimed that insects as food and feed is gaining traction in North America. Trudeau's administration further called on experts to help develop a national technical specification uh, applicable in North America that focuses on providing guidance and best practices for the production of insects as food and feed. Folks, this is scary. This is completely scary. I Words just... Folks, I never thought that I would be living during this time. This is like California says, by 2030, you're not going to be able to buy a gasoline car, period. But now we're having rolling back out, so don't, don't charge your electric cars tonight. Like... It makes no sense. But then again, the world's... I mean, Romans 1. It's a Romans 1 culture. They do those things that they, they don't understand. They have no no understanding. No, They're like animals, basically. A reprobate mind is what it says. Go read Romans 1. And then compare it to what we're living in right now. And you're going to be like, whoa. <laughs> when was that wrote? Who wrote that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, mm, I'm just telling you guys. So, who is conditioning who? The WEF's assertion that we've been conditioned to think of animals and plants as our primary sources of protein is not only anti-biblical as it is God who conditioned man to use plants and animals as our source of food. Genesis 9-3. It is simply deceitful. The internet is replete with videos of progressive celebrities eating insects and endorsing the claim that bugs are the protein of the future. Hollywood is often used to normalize beliefs and actions once rejected by society. Even claimed religious figureheads like the global, globalist uh, beloved Pope Francis have tried to sway society that it is appropriate to consume less meat uh, to help save the environment. Scientists who do not concur with the globalist uh, settled science have been routinely censored and shunned with their professions. Despite this, recently 1,100 brave scientists and professionals signed a world climate declaration stating that there is no climate emergency and calling for the depoliticization of climate science. Climate science should be less political while climate policy should be more scientific. 
the declaration urged. Anyway, so what did the scriptures say? Due to the fact that secularists often reference scripture as means to deceitfully attack and sway Christians, it may be prudent to clarify a few issues. The problem is not that it is simple to eat bugs. Bugs in general were forbidden to be eaten under Jewish law. That's Leviticus 11:21 to 23. But when God gave Peter a vision about the gospel uh, being brought to the Gentiles, he explained this by telling Peter to eat things the Jewish law regarded as unclean, including creeping things. Acts 10, 11-15. Although the Lord was making a profoundly more important point, we, through the text, can say that eating creeping things in and of itself is not a sinful act. Additionally, one may be surprised to learn that locusts are one of the few bugs that are kosher, Leviticus 11, 21-23. And they were eaten by John the Baptist in Mark 1, 6. Again, the problem is not the eating of bugs, but rather the reason for eating the uh, that is antithetical to Scripture. The Bible is in fantastic detail explains the future of the earth. You can see Revelation 4 through 22. Those that trust God's word as the ultimate authority know that the world will not be destroyed by man-induced climate catastrophe. Ken Ham, founder of the CEO of uh, Answers in Genesis, in his recent article, Zealous Climate Activism is a False Religion with Its Own False Prophets, explained that the prediction of climate destruction often proclaimed by politicians are consistently shown to be inaccurate. Really, this zealous climate activism is a false religion with false prophets. These activists and scientists have no idea what is really happening or what is going to happen, Ham described, and they ignore much of the history concerning climate data. That's why the predictions are constantly wrong. They have the wrong starting point, man's word, and the wrong history evolution in millions of years, so they come to wrong conclusions about the future. Well, it's ultimately all about them being their own God and worshiping themselves in the creation rather than the creator. And you can see Romans chapter 1 for that. Ham underscore. It's their religion as they attempt to make some supposed purpose for themselves in their self-inflicted meaningless existence. It's what happens when people worship the creature rather than the creator. While it is debated whether or not globalist or organizations like such as the WEF, the media, politicians, and activists are aware that the claims they are making are false, Scripture tells us that in the time prior to Jesus' return, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, simultaneously deceiving and being deceived. That is 2 Timothy 3.13. The Apostle Paul also specifically warns that during this time before the Lord's return, people will fall away from biblical truth and accept doctrines of demons. Uh, I'm sorry, doctrines of devils. 1 Timothy 4, 1-2. Paul states that those who speak lies and hypocrisy will be commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. That's 1 Timothy 4, 3. Christian author Jonathan Brenner in his article, Three Climate Myths Spread by the Globalists, explained why Christians should not fall prey to climate propaganda and instead remember the unshakable hope we have for our future found in Christ. So folks, you can read that article there at harbingersdaily.com. There's a little bit more in that article, but you guys can check that out at, like I said, harbingersdaily.com. And it was written by Brianna Clausen. So a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, a lot of things pointing to the end of times. A lot of things pointing to it's going to get really bad. My concern is, um, you know, what's going to happen. I, they may be wanting to go to uh, a global um, global money market. They're wanting to change maybe our money to digital. Folks, remember, one world government, one world money, 
one world religion, one world leader, the Antichrist. Wake up, folks. Do you see it happening? Can you see where the world is heading to? And who who put these people in charge, these elitists, right? Who who put them in charge? I'll tell you who did. The devil. Remember, we live in a fallen world where it says Satan is the little G God of this world. God is an ultimate control. Don't let me don't don't think that, you know, he's you know, he's whatever, he's almighty. No, he's not. God is almighty. God is all knowing, all seeing, omnipresent, omnipowerful, everything, right? Omniscious, everything. So God is totally in control. And Satan can't do anything unless God allows it. So remember that. Especially if you're a Christian and you're being attacked. Trust me, I completely understand how that I'm being attacked now. So I mean I completely understand what that feels like and you know what what you're going through. But remember, Satan has to ask for permission. I always think of Job. You know, God has very considered my servant Job, you know. And then so we're seeing a world and so Satan has to get permission so i look at anything that happens to us god has allowed it to happen or okayed it to happen whether we like it or not but we have to give god glory and praise him in the storm just like we praise him in the sunshine weather right he has a plan it brings us closer to him no matter what um brings us closer to him in prayer so folks my 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 plea for you guys and myself is to spend more time with god in prayer to spend more time in his word trust me I'm going to be in his word. And tomorrow, I hope you're in your in a good Bible-believing church tomorrow. Not a liberal wannabe called church. Folks, if you have a woman pastor, you're not in a Bible-believing church. There are no women pastors. The Bible specifically clear about that. Um, so anyway, uh, lots of stuff going on in the world today. Um, man, I tell you, oh, and of course we have Biden dividing the United States more than any other time coming after the MAGA Republicans. Yay, MAGA Republicans. Yo, MAGA Republicans. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy, you know. Um, I mean, I, I think they're setting up a thing here in the United States where they have the mail-in votes again because we're just going to keep counting. We're just going to keep on counting and so now they're, uh, you can now talk about the V because they're calling it Trump's V. Now it's all Trump's vaccine because they can't hide the death count anymore. They cannot cover that up. You can't cover up the fact that when Alberta's number one um, killer is, uh, they don't know, is an unexplained death. So yeah, can't cover it up anymore. Another good thing is the Great Awakening, the Grand Deception. I may cover that a little later on today or maybe tomorrow it says briefly the kingdom now adherents allege that new apostles and prophets have brought forth new revelation from god which changes the end god so laboriously set forth in scripture they believe the kingdom of god will manifest in those who adhere to kingdom now beliefs thus doing away with the messy aftermath of the rapture and the subsequent tribulation folks if you're in one of those churches get out now get out if you're in a new apostolic reformation, whatever, get out now. That's of the devil. That's of Satan. You really think that God gave us his word. And then at the end of it, what did I just read out of Revelation 22? Anybody who adds to this book or takes away from this book, think about it. That's why God closed the canon when he did. Because he knew that there would be people like the NAR and all these people coming out to say, you know, Oh, there's more stuff. There's more of this. There's more. There is no more. Read your Bible and then you'll know the truth. And guys, if you have not checked out J. Markell's latest radio program, 
do it. Uh, she spends the hour with Pastor Gary Gordon, uh, one of the producers of the film Enemies Within the Church, found in their online store. If you want to go check it out, the film says certain organizations and individuals are hijacking the gospel. What kind of damage are Andy Stanley, Russell Moore, Jim Wallace, and the NAE in the Southern Baptist Convention doing today? If unchecked, wokeness and leftism will destroy all it touches in the world and churches. If unchecked, comma, put it that way. I kind of read that a little wrong. But anyway, go listen to that. I left the SBC years ago. And uh, I did a, I actually did a, a YouTube channel. I did an episode of my YouTube uh, for Andy Stanley. And more remarkably, that's still up there, folks. If you are on my YouTube channel and you wonder why I haven't posted in a while, I have a strike on my channel, so I can't post. <laughs> Which I'm not real big into the YouTube anyway. I am trying to get stuff up on to Rumble, but you guys know me. It's just really hard for me to get that stuff done. Um, the editing is terrible. But I may just put up voice. Um, I may just put this onto Rumble and then just kind of, you know, I don't know. It just takes a lot to get images and to do all that stuff. But I do I do love uh, talking about the Lord. So anyway, um, guys, um, if you have any anything you want to tell me what's going on in your neck of the woods, please shoot me an email at um, BibleProphecyForToday.com. Or I'm sorry, BibleProphecyForToday at Outlook.com. That's BibleProphecy, the number four, uh, today at Outlook.com. My website is down currently right now. Uh, waiting for that to um, come back up. I guess it's got some a uh, little bit of technical difficulties. One was I didn't pay the bill, <laughs> so uh, I did because I, I, I had changed debit cards, and so I was like, "Oh man!" So anyway, I called today and had that switched and set up, so it should be back up and running here pretty soon. And I'm looking about switching it over to another website anyway, maybe to Wix, because I uh, am not a GoDaddy fan. Um, they will pay their employees money to go and get abortions somewhere else, and they'll pay all kinds of stuff, and so I don't really like GoDaddy. Hey, if you guys have any other uh, website domain, whatever, hosting, whatever, I don't know, um, help me out. Send me an email. Like I said, Bible Prophecy for today at Outlook.com. Shoot me an email uh, and let me know. Uh, I'm on Instagram also. Sometimes I'm on Facebook um, and all that good stuff, so, you know, send me a message or whatever and get that out to me. Um one thing I did want to talk about, First uh, John 4, 2, and 3, it talks about we should imitate Jesus. So, folks, that's what we need to be doing um, right now. We should be imitating um, Jesus. So, I'm going to read that real quick. First uh, John chapter 4, verse 2 and 3, we will close with that. And so, actually, I'll just start from the top, from, from verse 1. So, it's, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. But, it says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world they are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us, but he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So guys, one other thing I want to end with is, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. 
In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. I'm going to leave with that, folks. Uh, my prayer Let's just end in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, God. I thank you uh, for your word, Lord God. I thank you for the freedom that we have here in the United States so far, Lord, to talk about your word, to tell people about your word, to read your word, to be open. And Father God, I just pray that you would give each and every one of us boldness, boldness. Your Holy Spirit would give us the words to say to those who are lost, Lord, that they may be saved by your Holy Spirit. We know that we're not the ones that save people. We're not the ones that do that. We may plant seeds. Father, it is your Holy Spirit that convicts them, brings them to repentance, and brings them to you, Christ. And Father God, my prayer is that you would all give us the, the boldness and the words to say to those folks, Lord, that they may turn from their wicked ways and turn to Christ. Especially in this day, Lord Jesus, while there's still time, Father God, that is my prayer. Lord, I ask that you would bless each and every one of us, Father God. I pray that you would heal those who are hurting, heal those who are emotionally hurt too, Father. God, I just, I thank you for your word. I thank you for everything that you have given us. And Lord, I know that you, you're, you, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and of a sound mind. And Father, I pray that for everyone. That you would give them your peace, not as this world gives, but only as you do. And I ask you these things in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, guys, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. <laughs>